Welcome to Clydesdale Media. Fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off at checkout at c4energy.com. The 2023 Season Series with some amazing athletes. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Presents, the athletes of the 2023 CrossFit Games season. And we are here with recent semifinal athlete, officially, well, not officially, probably till next week, but yeah, it would take a hell of a penalty to get you out of the top 60 at this point. With that, uh, we have Logan Ewing with us. What's going on, Logan? Not much. Just waiting for my last workout to get validated. So then I can call it official. But yeah, I mean, it would take, so, it would take an awful penalty. So, what, what workout are you still waiting on? Five. Five. Uh, yeah. Yesterday was the first day that I haven't gotten a workout validated. So I'm kind of wondering why. It was, I was getting one per day. Um, I think they started with number four and then three, two, one for me, but they haven't checked five yet, which is weird. Yeah. And there probably is no rhyme or reason for that. Um, We talked to two athletes yesterday. I was just telling Logan before we got on the air, I had the flu so bad yesterday that I barely remember the two interviews and I was under blankets, shivering and shaking last night. Um, until I went to bed and I woke up this morning feeling a hundred percent better. But, um, but I think at the time we were talking to Amanda Barnhart, she got all five of hers validated fee Sagafi four out of five as we were talking to them yesterday. So it seems like everybody's in that four to five ballpark at this point. Yeah. Well, it was weird. Like cam had three of his validated Sunday, like, by Sunday morning. And uh, I don't know. It was weird because my workout three, I got top 20 on in my region. I think I got like 16th on it. That one had like a bunch of views on it by Sunday, but it wasn't validated. So I wonder if they had, they validated it. It just didn't go through yet. Um, Cause there were a bunch of views on it at that point already. And the view, the views haven't gone up since then. So that had to be what that was, but it's weird. I don't think there's necessarily other than if you have like a, like maybe a top 20, top 10 finish. I don't think there's any rhyme or reason really behind it. If you have one of those top scores, I think they are pretty quick to it. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And Barbell Spin reported today that there's been over 3,000 scoring adjustments like in quarterfinals. Yeah. What yeah. the heck, man? And that's not in, that's after Sunday, is what it said. So who knows how many there were before Sunday? Jeez. It's interesting. Last, last year, I only got actual confirmation on one or two of them, but then I like went through and they all had a bunch of views on them. So. And like, I don't have a YouTube channel that does YouTube things. So if I have views on it, it's 100% coming from CrossFit. So I was like, I wonder why I never got confirmation on those. And the two that I got actual confirmation on were my two best finishes. So I'm like, okay, 
but they looked at everything. I mean, but then this yeah. year it was like our dashboard. Like, I don't know if you've seen, I'm sure you've seen it on like Instagram. It's like, can you even see that? Yep. Yeah. It's I can't, I, some I kind of can see it. I could see it better yesterday when yeah. uh, I think fee showed it. Yeah. Her. So we've got a dashboard that lets us know, um, which scores are good so far. And yeah, and like, I'm sure you can see. So you're, that. you're basically for the audience, you have a workout and you have a, just the description and on the far right, it changes colors and you're yeah. looking for green, correct? Green, or I guess purple, even purple's modified. Um, I got a six second penalty on test one for one or two of my front squats. Are you willing to talk about that on the air? What we talked about in text the other night, or you want to keep that to yourself? I mean, it's not a big deal. I'm not going to appeal it. I mean, I think my window's gone anyways to appeal it. I don't. It, I had a 45 point cushion on the guy behind me, and I was nine points um, behind the guy in front of me, so I lost 16 places. I think maybe less actually. So I still have a 30 something point buffer between me and the next guy. So it's like, yeah, that's not worth it. Not worth the headache. Yeah, what, I, what I'm talking about, you actually had a judge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Then, yeah, we, we brought two games. Judge. Yeah. Go ahead. I won't talk over you anymore. No, it's, it's interesting. I listened to your thing about the games judges and that and – I don't know where I stand on it because I do like having the video review, but then it's also like I do trust the games judges to where I trust the games judges if they go to training think tank or they go to Vegas, like whatever it is, I trust those judges honestly probably more um, just because not, not anything against the review team, but they're not there. Like, I think it's a lot, it's different if you're there versus if you're on a screen, slowing it down to slow-mo, like, I don't know. I, and then it's what, just, what if I told you this, what if I told you the same group of people that are considered games judges that could go to training think tank or go to mayhem or go to CrossFit 970 or wherever are the same judges that get asked to help out with video review. Yeah, that makes sense. But then it's that, like, that's like I said, like, what's the difference between seeing it live and then seeing it where you can slow it down? So here's my argument. If you, if you have a certified or a qualified judge at your location, you're allowing them to get into the angle to see your movement the best possible with yeah. video. They are restricted from to get a 25 foot handstand track in camera view you're at 30 feet away and you're trying to judge probably at a bad angle yeah it, it's i don't know there's no there's no perfect answer um i'm i'm i see both sides on it for sure and that's what makes it kind of hard for me to get too into it because it's like as soon as i make a point for this side i'm like well i, I do see the counter argument to that so it's like my biggest thing is I just want more um, accountability and more sensible penalties. Like there's some that 
don't deserve a huge penalty that get a huge penalty. And then there's some that it's like, why is this valid? And they don't get anything. And uh, I think, I think Hiller's good at pointing those ones out, which say what you want about Hiller, but there's, there's some workouts that people have put up that it's like, if this were 2016 or whatever, like their score would be gone. Their season's done. Like you, if you're, if you're doing multiple different movements, cheating them in the same workout, you're trying to gain an advantage and that should be that it's not like, Oh, I forgot to stand up a couple of deadlifts enough. Like if you you're wrapping your grips around where it clearly says you can't do that, you're not standing up all the way on them. You're not locking out your muscle ups, like all that stuff in the same workout. Like you don't deserve to move on. There's a, there's a certain standard that needs to be held. And hopefully since the leaderboard isn't finalized, hopefully there's a little more of that. But I think, Overall, what a lot of people skip over is they are doing a fairly decent job. I, I don't have a lot of complaints. Like my penalty is what it is. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get mad about it. And part of that is because it tells me that they are actually watching our videos and they do, they do care. Um, it's just, yeah, people people get really upset, and I'm like, you know what? Like, it is what it is. As long as they're checking our videos and making sure that they're doing their best to send the right people to semifinals. That's all you can, that's all you can do. You're going to run into judging issues, whether it's online or in person, it doesn't matter. Like you just have to do, you can only control what you can control as an athlete and everything else is up to the judges. Yeah. So do your best to not leave it up to them. Yeah. I, yeah, we could dive into this rabbit hole for a while <laughs> i think my conclusion is that you give the athlete the option do you want to be video reviewed or do you want to hire a certified judge to come in and do this for you and leave it up to the competitor to make that choice and i think if you were to do that i think maybe you have a video but it doesn't have the tedious measuring and doing all of that stuff like if you happen to get out of camera frame with half your body, but you can still see the hands are starting behind the line on the handstand walk. Like it, the video is just a backup proof, but it's going off the judge. I could see that working fine. There, there's just a lot. There's a lot. And it doesn't help that quarterfinals I, It's the third year, but it's new. It's a newer, newer concept in the fact that it's a little more tedious than the open used to be when the open was a qualifier to the games because you were doing one a week. And in that one week that you were doing, the workouts were a little more tailored to be videoed than quarters are. Not that quarters aren't, they're just a little harder. Like with that first floor layout, it's a little harder to get it all. Yeah. Again, we could dive way down in this rabbit hole, but I want to talk about you. I want to talk about hey, you and <laughs> we, we, we met, we met about a year ago. Yep. Right. Your life, because. Right? Yeah, I I am a better person for it. That's what I like. And so we met a year ago because you were struggling to get into semifinals and you should have been a backfill. There was some stuff on the scoreboard or leaderboard that got jacked up and we had a show explaining why you should be invited uh, to semifinals. And then I think it was later that night you actually got the invitation. Oh, no, I think it was, it was a f- it was 30 minutes after that. Okay. And so 
you got in and we, we have said for the last year that you were kind of the last guy to get the invite. Um, and you went to Atlas, you did pretty well up there, but it was your first opportunity to semifinal, right? Correct. Yeah. And we talked to you during that, that event. And during that event, you kept saying, man, I didn't pace that right, man. I went out too hot in that, or boy, I paced it too much. Like there was always, you were trying to figure, it was like you were trying to figure yourself out all last season. Yeah. It was hectic last year. Not, not just inside and outside um, the gym, just moving here, trying to figure everything out. There was a lot, um, a lot of things that I was trying to figure out just to, and it, I mean, I, I'm not mad about it now, now that I'm where I'm at, it made me a better person. Well, that's, that's what I talk about the, the growth that you've experienced since we met has been like light years. You've yeah. gotten big competition experience. You've gotten, you know, better and better as you've gone along this year. Now you have a training partner that pushes you every single day in the gym. You come in this year and you are solidly, solidly in the semifinals without having to do a show, without having to worry about backfills, without worrying about who's going team. You've, you've got a spot. Yeah. And so what is the different feeling this year as opposed to last year? I mean, there's a lot for sure. Um, I think more just trusting my fitness now um, and not just waiting to see the workouts that favor me, if that makes sense. Like looking at every workout as an opportunity to get points, not, oh man, I need to just, I need to not blow up on this one. And then I'll come back this afternoon and hit the one that's good for me. And that'll make up for this. Like now it's like, all right, we're doing this workout right now. We'll worry about the other ones later. Like to be completely honest with you, I didn't know any of the workouts till after we finished event one. Roman and I were the first ones to do event one here. So we kind of got to show everybody what not to do. <laughs> we both, we both went pretty hard out of the gate and held big sets did, did what we normally would do on that workout. And then everybody kind of realized like, Hey, just go slow until you get to the handstand pushups. So we were the pace setters for that one. Um, but yeah. And then even after that, I really only knew like a hundred percent off the top of my head event too. Cause I was like, those are only two that are due right now. So I'm focused on those two. I'll do those two, see where it puts me. And then I'll go on to the next two, see where that puts me. And then I'll hit the last one. And, uh, yeah, I think that I think that helped too. That eliminated the stress of the weekend because then I'm not thinking about like, oh, if I push too hard on this workout right now, like it'll deteriorate my shoulders for this afternoon or tomorrow morning. Like it was like, no, I'm all I'm all focused on this one right now. Whatever happens, happens. Like, don't die. Don't push it to the point where like you're literally picking yourself up off the ground if you have to do a burpee. Like, no, we're gonna we're gonna attack each workout the way we're supposed to if that means going a little aggressive and it might make my shoulders a little more sore for tomorrow, like, so be it, whatever. So I think that was, that was the biggest help I think this year. Was that a conscious decision to not look ahead? Uh, yes and no. Um, cause I knew we were going to start event one pretty quick after they got announced. So I saw all five workouts, mostly just saw the movements. Like I didn't really dissect them or look too much into them. And so 
Yeah, it was. I guess it was. Um, and then as soon as I finished the first one, I was like, all right, what's the plan? And Rome was like, let's just rest the rest of the night. We'll come back and hit number two in the morning. And then he was like, we can decide between three and four for the afternoon. And I was like, all right, let's worry about number two. We got done with number two. And then as we were watching other people take that one on, we were like, all right, I think we should probably do three tonight. And so that's what we did. So I got a big question now. So it sounds like no redos. No, no redos this year. I, yeah. So, okay. Yes and no. Um, I did, I start. I didn't really start doing those crossovers till like a week or two before uh, quarters. And I thought I had them. I thought I was good at them. Thought I was going to crush that workout. Started the workout, got through one and a half rounds with Roman who didn't break a single time on his crossovers. And I mean, I, I could not string them together. So then my dad and my friend Ryan, who they were out here helping me out. I can see them saying they're like, no, 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 no. It was maybe 10 o'clock in the morning. It wasn't due till two. They're like, stop, go over there, practice them, make sure you have it done or have it down, then we can do it. So I I was only three minutes in, quit, and then 30 minutes later, did it for real. So that was the only hiccup, I guess. I was debating redoing number one just because I was kind of upset about how it panned out for Roman and I. Like we, I mean, we hit a wall on the handstand push-ups. And the week before that, we did a workout that had three sets of 21 in it same standard like we used the tape lines still because they were there from the open and me and griffin was in town me and griffin went unbroken so i'm like oh 21 like we did that three times so i went out the gate and did like nine and then i don't think i did a set bigger than three after that so it was <laughs> that was a little bit of a smack in the face well the reason i ask is you when you even describe doing the first one where you were the first to do it didn't get to see anybody else go. You showed everybody what not to do. You let that score stand and you're still solidly in the semis. Like that's gotta be a good feeling knowing you left some in the tank. Not like you gave it everything you had, but knowing you could have done it better. Yeah, for sure. Uh, All of day one and the thing I told you after day one, when we were talking, I was like, you know, last year I was 22 spots ahead after day one. And I was, I went to bed stressed, but this year I was 22 spots behind and I went to bed feeling ready to go. Um, part of that was cause I knew I had hit a home run on event three, but then the other part of that is like, I knew that that was my absolute worst that I could have done on the weekend on those first two and that I had, two home runs and most likely another good event ahead of me. So that was, that was a big moment I think for me, because that was one of the first moments that I really trusted my fitness. Um, But I didn't trust it all the way. Like when, when the day two scores came out, I still wasn't refreshing the leaderboard for a while because in my mind, I was thinking I was still going to be low fifties, like somewhere near that cut line. And then when the leaderboard was finally up after I mean, I think I had done event four and I waited a little bit and then I looked and I was like, ah, there we go. I was in like 
I think 39th maybe. So I was like, Oh yeah, that's a big, I think I remember 38th, but pretty, pretty. Yeah. 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 That was, that was a, that was a big moment for me in trusting my fitness. And then went back Saturday afternoon, did event five, got it out of the way, knew my score was good. And I was like, this is new. I get to, I get to do whatever I want tonight. Um, big Justin Gaethje fan. So one of our, one of our friends from, he used to go to our gym. He doesn't, he just works out at home now. Uh, he's actually Justin's wrestling coach and my best friend's dad got Justin his first fight ever. So finished that event. And I was like, I get to go watch Justin's fight now. So we got to come back, watch the last two fights on that card and then just hang out, do whatever I wanted. Whereas last year it was like, I did event five on, on Sunday as well. So I did it Saturday and Sunday. Cause I was like, I have to squeeze every single point that I possibly can. Cause last year I was in, I want to say one thirtieth going into Sunday. So knowing that there's a good chance that I would need to move up a few spots to get a backfill. Um, and I mean, we knew realistically it was out of the question to make up those 10 spots. Um, so last year was a lot more stressful. This year was, it was weird. Like I went, I went over, my dad had an Airbnb cause I guess he doesn't like staying with me. Um, so I went over there and like, I have my score in hand, which was a sub five thirty, and I'm still like messaging all these guys. I'm like, Hey, yo, bro, my score is five twenty eight. Be honest with me. Like, do I need to redo this tomorrow? And they're like, what place are you? And I was like 38. They're like, no, you're good. <laughs> then it ended up moving. I moved up from it. So it totally wasn't worth the stress. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you actually finished 24th in that last event, um, <laughs> which moved you up to 33. I think you were at 31 or 32 a minute ago. I was at or 30. Not a minute ago. 30? 30. And then three people got their appeals. They won their appeals. So Nick Matthew and Sam Quant were, they were, it might've been Sam Quant, Nick Matthew, Nick Matthew, Sam Quant they were one or two spots below me together and then they got, they won their appeals. And then I don't, I, I don't know who the third is, but I know it was a third because my points didn't change. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, who do you consider to be your coach? I would say Facundo. Um, he does all of our programming. Uh, he's the one that I have contact with. What is the, what is the reaction of Facundo to what you have done from last year to this year? Very pleased. Um, he was actually the first person to text me, which was a surprise because I didn't have, I, I, this is on me. I didn't have any contact with him really during the entire weekend. Um, he's got athletes all over the world and I was kind of just thrown on to him because I trained with Roman. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? The last thing I want to do is stress him out. So I'll let him deal with his big dogs. Like he's got Lazar, he's got Roman, he's got all of them down in Argentina. So I was like, I'll let him, I'll let him deal with the guys that he chose to work with, <laughs> not the one that was sprung upon him. And yeah, I mean, he texted me right away. And then I've been in contact with him since just trying to get a good plan for programming wise going into semis. He said he's going to be out here in a couple of weeks. And he said, uh, that I need to get mentally prepared for that. So <laughs> mentally prepared to go to Cracker Barrel every day for twice a day 
or to yeah he, he is one of the mo- the smartest guys i've ever had on this show oh yeah ever and um and like bruce wayne said he is just a good dude um yeah. every time i see him he, he is the kindest man um yes he's just awesome yes he's uh he looks super sophisticated with his glasses too so yeah no, he's he's an awesome dude like I wish he lived in Cookville. It'd be nice to have him around every day, but the, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's an awesome one to have in our corner. Um, that we now, we have two or three more guys that are new, um, mayhem athlete coaches for the individual programming. So building up that side of things too. And it's like, I'm, I'm glad that I got to get involved on that strictly because of my relationship with Roman. Who would have thought U.S. and Russia, Rocky Four is gone? Oh. We're mending fences, man. That's a, that's a good reminder. So during my workout three, it's Roman and I directly staring at each other during that workout. And I told him the, like the day before, maybe two days before quarters. I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's a video of him after, um, was it Filthy 150, where he's breakdancing. The dude can break dance. So I told him, I was yep. like, Roman, if I beat you in any of the five workouts, you have to break dance. And we're, we're in the middle of workout three. I can kind of tell, because everybody's watching us, I can tell that everybody's waiting for me to just die off and for him to just shoot past me. And then I go faster on the round of four, clean and jerks. I'm like, ah, I'm going for it. I was like, whatever. Like, maybe I die and I have to come back and redo it. But, like, I'm going out on my sword. So I, like, sent it on the round of five. Ended up passing him and beating him. And right as round four started, Eye of the Tiger came on. So I was like, anybody that's seen Rocky knows what's up. And so I was kind of laughing after it because it was still playing when I finished. I was like, that's absolutely awesome that that song was playing. And, yeah, so I told him after. I was like, hey, never mind what you did on all other four workouts this weekend. You still have to break dance. Did he pay it off? Not yet. I don't think he will. It's fine. <laughs> Come on, man. You just look, need to look him in the eye and go, I must break you. <laughs> no, every every Saturday um, when we're running, I, the last song that I play is the theme song. Or is it Gotta Fly Now or whatever? Gonna Fly Now? Yeah. Gotta Fly Now? Yeah. So he, he, know, he knows Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is one of my favorite. Well, Rocky One is my favorite movie of all time. I think I think Rocky Four is my favorite. Yeah, see, you're young. That's true. One one's about the love story, man. I'm all about the romance. Yeah, that one was in the '70s, though. I don't I don't like a lot of movies that are that old. Oh God! <laughs> Why do I put up with this abuse? I'm 21. So. So you, you have this improvement. What is your, you know, when I talk to Matt Poulin, we talk about putting, stacking small wins together, right? Any, any person who is doing this for a living, like you have to gain confidence. And the only way to do that is get these small victories along the way. Yeah. Like you get to say, son of a bitch, I beat Roman in a workout. like that's a small victory right that you get to like throw on the pile adds confidence 
and you get to keep going. Have you stacked up enough of those heading into semifinals to have confidence for this next round? Yeah. Yeah. Especially um, seeing what Roman was able to do at Wadapalooza. Um, that was like right, right when we started training together full time. And I felt like there were only a few things that I like 100% just wave goodbye to him on. Um, and then just like certain things that I'm like, man, if I play it right, like I can hang with him on a lot of these workouts and then seeing him go into Wadapalooza and do how well or do as good as he did. I was like, okay, so it's not that he's letting me do this. Like, cause he's still clearly one of the top three guys in the world. It's that I'm actually able to play these right. Number one. And that my fitness is enough. Like I'm not just, I'm not looking at our Metcon in training and like coming up with a better game plan. Like there's not a whole lot of game planning that goes into these. Like it's mostly just how fit am I and how hard am I willing to push? And I think when you have somebody that fit, it brings out like a level of pain that you maybe aren't willing to go to otherwise. It's like, I know that he's, he's not going to hurt as much as I am because he's that much fitter. But like, if, if I want to keep up, I have to just go into this deep pain that nobody really wants to feel. And that's where you get better. Like in the sport, if you're not willing to get really nasty and really ugly into that pain cave, like, you may be able to be like a bubble athlete to make it to semis, but year by year, it's going to depend on the programming for those kinds of people, you know? Yeah, totally, totally get that. The, the Logan I met a year ago to the Logan I met today is almost night and day. Like you were this like bubbly kid. I, we talked at the Mac and the syndicate and like, you just were full of energy and, and so just excited to be hanging out there. Right now it's like, you got a job to do. Yeah. And I want to go back to like the way you approached quarters this year, right? You didn't look ahead every day. When you train, you don't hold back on one aspect of training to do better in another aspect of training. Correct. Yeah. And so you took that approach and you threw it at the competition and do you think that helped you with like your nerves and all that stuff? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like last year, um, <clears throat> when I was worried about all five events, it, especially when you're going into maybe for me, event four that I knew wasn't going to be great. Like in the back of my head, like, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about this event, but then in the back of my head, it's like, hopefully this event doesn't not only kill me on the leaderboard, but then kill me for that event that might help offset what I'm about to do here. So just knowing that like my fitness is where it is and I can just rely on my fitness to get me through this event and know that I'm fit enough and I train hard enough that I'm going to be recovered. Like that's, that's a great feeling. And that was like, when I was talking to my dad after I did event four, he was like, what's your plan? I was like, I'm waiting on Roman. Like, I want to go again tonight. I don't know if he does. I want to just get this over with. And then kind of left it with like, a, I think I'm doing it tonight. And then when I called him, I was like, hey, I'm doing it tonight. He was like shocked. He's like, really? I was like, no, man, like, I feel great. I just want to get it over with. 
and then get it over. Yeah. Not stress about it on Sunday. Go in and cheer on the people. I, I want to say maybe a little over half of the athletes here waited till Sunday. So go in and support them, cheer them on, and then go hang out after and not be super like I do. I can't even begin to tell you how stressful it was on Sunday last year, even after the leaderboard. Like uh, me, my girlfriend, and my friend Ryan, he was here last year too. We went down to the Predators games. It's like, let's just do anything else. Let's get get a beer. It was the day before my 21st. So it's like, let's just, let's get a couple beers. <laughs> let's not stress it. And this year it was like, all right. I was talking with Cam. I'm like, hey, let's go get some celebratory beers. So that's what we did. <laughs> So first question, when, so your birthday must have either just happened or is happening soon. Happening soon, next week. All right. Well, happy birthday, brother. Thank you. Getting old now, man. Taylor Swift year. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other question is, so now you have to approach semis. You're going to know the workouts ahead of time because they're going to be the same workouts yep. for all the semis. How are you going to be able to approach that with the same same mindset that you use for quarters, not looking ahead when you know what they all are? Uh, it'll be competition day. It'll be the same thing in the mindset of one event at a time, um, which is super cliche to hear. Um, but I know probably half the athletes that tell you that don't mean in it. In all honesty – that's what I'm thinking, right? It's hard to shut that off. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of athletes at the top level, like the upper level semifinal athletes to the games athletes, yes, they can take it one event at a time. Um, but the, the bubble athletes to semis, they're thinking about the whole weekend, um, which is fine. Like until, until you get used to it, it's hard to do. Um, but so that'll, it'll, it'll be the same mindset. It'll be like one event at a time, only this time now I'm going to know a little more execution-wise what to do because I'll have Luke and Roman and all them to kind of base my plan off of and come up with the right strategy for me, whereas last year um, it was just Paige and I that went to Atlas. So we didn't really have a whole lot of strategy planned out for those. Um, that was kind of just go out on the floor and figure it out. So this year will be different. And, and, and you were both fairly new to mayhem at that point, right? Yeah, we, I think we moved here like the exact same time. So right at the beginning of, uh, 22 is when we both came out here. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you'd only been, been there for a few months together. Um, yeah. So I was going to ask you like, You've been doing all these workouts with Roman. Now you're going to be doing the workouts on a different weekend than Roman. And is that going to be a good thing or a bad thing? Or is it not going to make any difference? Um, there's positives to both. If I were going with him and if I'm not going with him, if I'm going with him, it's like a comfort thing. You know, it's, it's like having big brother out there with me. Um, but going after him it's like i feel like it's going to take the pressure off of me trying to prove like this is why i'm roman's training partner um and then obviously having the insight of 
how he approached those workouts and what did or didn't work for him. So I think probably it's honestly probably better that we aren't going together this year. Um, we'll see. We'll see what uh, the off season looks like next year. If the off season spent here or Colorado in terms of deciding if I'm going to go East or West next year, but I would like to do it with him. Like I said, just for that comfort side of having big brother out there. How well does he know you as an athlete? Pretty well. He knows um, what gets me in a workout. And then he knows like where I'm going to push. Like he knows muscle ups are probably my best movement. Um, handstand walking that I'm pretty fast on my hands. Um, yeah, I, th I think I can, kind of, I've kind of picked up on it a little more recently, like in training, like I'll see where he pushes knowing that there's something next that maybe favors me, um, which is few and far between because he's really good at everything. <laughs> um, he knows I'm not a terrible rower, but that I can't even remotely hold the same pace as him. Well, the reason I, the, I asked that is then if he knows you as an athlete so well, then his Intel is that much better. Yeah. Yeah. He, right. he likes to talk a lot of crap that I go out hard and then every now and then he'll say, I'm going out hard. And then I'll just say, <laughs> hold on, I'm going to hold this. And then sometimes I hold it. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he knows for the most part, like where I can push him on. Is, is pacing still your, your biggest weakness? Um, before quarters, I would have said yes. After quarters, I don't think so. I, I might've even gone too slow on event five at the beginning. So I don't know. I, I would say other than the obvious with event one, which I think everybody that did well on that workout saw somebody do what we did, which is approach it how you normally would approach a workout. Like it, if anybody, I don't know if it's a public video or not. If anybody watches Tyler Christoffel's video, it is crazy. He goes so slow, gets to the handstand pushups and then just boom, you, you look away and he's already done. So he had one of the best scores in the world, but he was like, minutes behind where we were when we got to the wall and he just cranked through the handstand pushups like huh i kind of wish i would have done that so I, I would say my pacing's gotten better i mean it can always get better and i'm going to continue to improve that um and then obviously i have eight weeks so hopefully i'm fitter by semis and so get used to what those new paces will be like but i would still say just my overall top end strength is my my biggest weakness, like I've, I've said it for, since I've known you barbell cycling, heavy weight is good for me. And I got to finally prove that on event three where 275, like in hindsight, you would think we know Logan, we know you beat Roman in a workout. No, no, no. Not just that. My best finish of the work of the entire weekend was on a workout that's heavy. So like, Clearly I'm not weak. I just need a better one rep max. Like I can still move weight. Yeah. 
I'm just giving you shit, you know, because no, that's what that I do. Was a, that was a good confidence booster, though. It's like, all right, so I'm not a total weenie. I can move weight. I just need to get the one rep maxes up. So since I've known you, yes, you've been talking about top end strength. But but every time I talk to you about an event, it starts off with either I went out too hot or I went out too slow. And so I, as an observer and a fan of you, would say that was a bigger issue coming into this season than even the top end strength. Yeah, that's true. I think the what's made me not go out so hot is Roman. And even like when Victoria's in with us, it's like, okay, I shouldn't be this far ahead of Roman on a workout. Like so, something's not right right now. I should probably throttle back. Like I'm not that much fitter than him that three minutes into a 20 minute workout, I'm already lapping him. Like I think I might need to dial it back. So it, it's just, that has improved that the most for sure. Yeah. One of the first days I was at Polaris and Christy O'Connell was my coach and it was a 28 minute AMRAP of all the machines. So ski erg, yep. C2 bike and row. And I hit the, the ski erg trying to show off cause I'm pretty good at a ski erg <laughs> trying to show off to this games athlete that was coaching me. And I looked up and I was like, Oh shit, I've got 27 more minutes of this thing to go and I can't breathe. Classic. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, that, that happens awesome. at my dad's gym all the time with drop-ins. They come into town. You're at elevation. You're going to die no matter what you do. So you, like, and then that doesn't register. So you feel great the first minute because it hasn't set in yet. And then they just start going like hell on whatever it is. And then you look over two minutes later and they're dying. It's like, bro, you're at 5,000 feet. You live at sea level. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah. So Bruce Wayne's asking Victoria Campos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's been hopping in on most of our stuff for the last probably two weeks leading into quarters. She's fit, man. She's pretty fit. She's fit. She, uh, she tied me on the last event. I, I was very impressed with her on that. Like I did, I ran through the legless event with her last year and obviously like that was my best finish. Like I did really well on that workout and running through it with her. I was like, huh, she's hanging in there with us. And I was with Faf and Griffin too. And she was right there with us. I was like, damn. So she's, her upper body pulling is insane. And honestly, any, any gymnastics for her actually. So Bruce says that's an awesome group to work out with. Yeah. I think Roman, Victoria. Yeah. You've and Stuart. Uh, I don't know when he'll be back, if he'll be back, whatever it is, but for a while there, uh, Stuart Jones has been in there with us too. He's, he was granite games last year, year, a year or two older than me. Dubaka. <laughs> I remember him now that you say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, great, great training environment for sure. And it has definitely paid off for you this year. Well, Logan, this has been awesome. Um, sure. We're going to see you in Pasadena. Yes. Uh, live. And we're going to continue this series there um, where we can do this live and 
catch little glimpses of you coming off the floor and some footage of you out on the floor uh, and have a good time there. Only the good footage, though. I don't want any of the bad footage. Well, if you pass out, I'm going to film it just so you know. That's fine. I can laugh at myself. Yeah, I still run that video at least once a day just to brighten my day every morning. Oh, there's definitely better videos out there of me doing stupid things. Not that I'm going to yeah. send you or share with you or anything, but there's definitely an inside and outside the gym, that is. Well, I don't know if you know this, but it's a really small world. I am friends with Roman's translator. Oh, that's cool. So we had Rosa on this show before Roman got his visa. Oh, damn. So over a year ago, yeah? Yeah. And we had her on a couple times. And I met her in person at Wadapalooza, and we got to know each other really well there. And so, like, maybe through her, I can get some stuff. Roman can send me some stuff. No, Roman doesn't have most of it. You'd have to probably either go to my parents, one of my friends, or my girlfriend for anything like that. Well, the little bit I've learned about your dad, I'm sure he'll send me anything oh, I ask for. Dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's a menace sometimes. <laughs> well, um, yes, Bruce, I am going to the West Coast. Uh, I, for those of you who have not been with us for years, I have gone to every North American semifinal for the last two years, unless it's in Canada. And where did I go last year? Canada. Canada. Twice in one summer with nothing to show for I, it. I actually let my passport run out. And every year I think about it, it's too late to get another one. And I just say, well, I'll do it after the season. And then I forget. Now it's a little more of a hassle post-COVID. But yeah. I luckily got mine for London. I had to expedite mine. I got my invite for strength and depth maybe a month before it. So then it was like, I don't have a pass. I'd never left the country. So I had to speed through that. But I'm thankful that I was before COVID because then I remember hearing people like it was like months and months to get a passport. Yeah. So I need to, I need to do that this off season. Cause I'd like to <clears throat> start covering some stuff overseas, but yeah, I've been to granite and West coast classic and all the Knoxville ones. And where else have we been? Minnesota a couple times. Yep. What else was there? That was it. That's right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Atlas both years, Mac both years, Granite both years, West Coast turned into syndicate essentially. Yep. West Coast was my favorite. I was so bummed that they didn't have it again. Dude, I wish that our semifinals were like Torian. I remember at uh, Can West talking to Bella about it. Dude, they've got fire like and it's packed like they sell it out i'm like sign me up you don't get that here until it's the games well that i'm anxious this year because this is diving into a whole nother thing but hey i got time tonight <laughs> if you don't like so you're gonna have 60 athletes at both locations this year both locations could be considered vacation destinations Oh yeah. You're either going to, to LA or you're going to Orlando, Florida. So I think you have a better chance at getting bigger crowds at these two semifinals 
than we have had going to Knoxville, to Minnesota. I mean, Vegas, Vegas was actually pretty pop. It was a pretty big crowd. That's cool. For well, all the good. semifinals. Vegas is easy to drive to for a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. And easy to fly to. It's just, Oh yeah. Yeah. And this, the flights are cheap to Vegas. So anyway, now you have 60 people in these, um, these semis. So you have not just three, four, five big names. You, you look at the East women's top 10. My God, it's murderers row. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you're going to be able to get closer at these semifinals than you will be able to at the games. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. personally, if I'm a fan, I'm putting my money down on going to one of these semis yeah. and getting better access, getting closer views to a much more elite com- competition than I would at the games. Even that's fair. Right. That's fair. The security at Knoxville so, was not the greatest last year. I just walked right on. <laughs> right. Right. Now I think that'll be different this year because CrossFit's running it. Yep. And Bruce, I'm just saying over the game, I'm not saying that it's a better competition than the games. I'm saying that as you, if you're a fan who wants to be close to your favorite athlete, you're going to have a better shot at that at a semifinal than you will at the games. Yeah. Not that it's a more elite competition or not that it is, bigger than the games it's just as a fan if you want to get a selfie or you want to get an autograph you have a much better shot at semis than you do at the games that's okay, a, you're agreeing so i'm sorry for yelling at you no that's i i agree with that. i just hope that it's comparable to torian because otherwise i'm moving to australia and then i saw yesterday uh, this week on coffee pods and wads bkg saying that because of the one semifinal in europe it is the biggest CrossFit competition ever in Europe. Yeah. That, that, and many yeah. of the European athletes l- will look at that with as much prestige as going to the games because they're going to be on their home soil yep. in front of their home people with this massive group of athletes that it is going to be such a big deal over there. Where's theirs at? I think it's in Germany. Okay, yeah, because I'm not going to lie. I was impressed at strength and depth. They had to keep adding rows to the bleachers because they kept selling it out really quick. And, I mean, it was nuts. From first heat to last heat, they were super involved. And it was it was in a convention center that you had to walk the football field just to get to that hall. So, like, it was – I was impressed by that. That was a really fun event. And then it was unfortunate, it, like – I did Brazil a month and a half later and it just didn't have spectators there. Imagine in Europe, every single big European CrossFit athlete is going to be at the same place at the same time. Yeah. They've got some like too. If they, if CrossFit pulls this off correctly, semifinals could become a big deal again. Yeah. I agree with that hundred percent. Now, in my opinion, they need to, Add to the parking lot the age group qualifiers, semifinals. That'd be fun. To make it a community event. And that will just naturally bring parents, family members, kids to watch their dads, kids, athletes do that, that stuff, would, as well as come in to the arena to watch the, the big name athletes. That would be fun, but you'd have to pick a country to put it at. And then, you know, someone's going to complain. 
What do you mean? I say you do it in every country. Line up the the qualifying spots just like you do for the um, elite. Just speaking from being in the teens, that wouldn't work. I mean, for 20 of us, I want to say at least half, if not well over half the field was all from here. And then you get some random sprinkles. But the, because the thing they, is, I hear a lot of they have to travel. Well, I'm saying the teenagers is a very American thing. I don't know how the masters are. I'm sure that it's also pretty American, but I don't know. I, I get where you're coming from. That'd be cool just for them to have Econ- that. Economically, you're not going to know the true impact of where the masters and teen athletes are because they can't afford to come for the games or they can't afford to get here for, or for that part. But if you could just go to some place in your country, your continent, and do a, the qualifier for that, that would be a bigger deal. And then you start promoting them. People can get to know who they are. They can start getting sponsorships. And then all of a sudden the, the sport grows um, organically around the elite athletes. Fair. Fair. They won't do that, but fair. <laughs> oh, I know. I know they won't, but doesn't mean I can't keep talking about it. I mean, it's free country. Yeah. Well, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, in COVID, I, you don't, you don't get, you don't get to talk about that. Don't, don't say that on here. We get demonetized <laughs> the minute you say that. Um, that one thing that happened in 2020. Yeah. So, um, like we're following a couple of masters athletes. Like they put in as much work as you guys do. Like I've been filming Rudy through this whole thing, Rudy Berger. He was the champ last year at the 40 to 44. And he's putting in so much work and, and so much of this, and it's all online. Mm-hmm. Like I, getting to know him so well, I'm just frustrated by the process. Yeah. I, for me, I didn't mind doing the age group qualifiers online when I was a teen because it means I get to sleep in my own bed and all that. But you made the games. That's a good point. Yeah, one out of my three close attempts. Still made it. <laughs> yeah, right. I did. And I actually got to go. I know people that made it only in 2020, so that would suck. Yeah, I know. I know a couple of those people myself. Yeah, that would be that would suck. I got to be honest, that would really suck. You finally make it in your last year, and then gets canceled because of that thing that happened in 2020 that we can't talk about. Yeah, and and then something happened where you you miss out by one point. <laughs> then something happens where they reduce the field from 20 to 10, and then you finally make it, and then 20 is canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That has to be extremely frustrating. Oh yeah. Almost as frustrating as shuttle runs making you have to go to Canada. <laughs> or Man, half shuttle yeah. runs. Yeah. If if they'd have fixed that, I would have gotten to be competing at one of those ones in Knoxville rather than just going there and shooting the shit with you. But but look at the rewards you got from that. You got a friendship with me. Yeah. And you got to go to Canada. I, dude, I could have done without having to go to French Canada of all places. Like Vancouver, at least was cool. Like it, there was like 
good views and everything, but man, Montreal, dude, no. I'd rather go to like Detroit than Montreal. It's a beautiful city. We weren't in the city. We were on the we were in the dump of the city. We were in the armpit of Montreal. We love all Canadians on this show. I don't dislike Canada. I dislike where we were at in Montreal. Yeah. Alexander Cologne. Cologne, we, we, we love you. <laughs> Jeffrey Adler, you're the best. <laughs> Is that where Adler's from? Just outside of Montreal. Yeah. I mean, there's something. Hey, man, that's my base. Do you yeah. see the athletes we're following? You're like one of the only Americans we're following. Red, white, and blue, baby. Carolyn Prevo, Emily Rolf, Sydney McAlishan. Sydney's an adopted American, though, right? Well, or is she still is she in Canada? Depends on what happens with her visa right now. Okay, so no. <laughs> yeah, she's been in Canada this whole season. Oh, interesting. Did not know that. She only she only came down for like Guadalupe and a couple weeks after. Mm. Hmm. Visa issues from Canada. No kidding. I haven't heard of that. Heard of Brazil. I, heard of Russia. I think she's trying to get I think she's trying to get a more permanent visa. Is is the issue. I don't think it's a ma major issue. I think she's just filing the paperwork to try to get something more permanent so she doesn't have to worry about going back and forth all the time. Fair enough. Uh, Bruce Wayne says our master's athlete Jamie is so far north she might as well be Canadian. She's up in she's up in Michigan. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's Canada. Yeah. If you're if you're near the Great Lakes, I guess that makes me Canadian. It's all Canada. Yeah. Well, Logan, as always, it's been a fun chat. Um so stoked for you, man. Thank you. Uh, it makes me happy to see you solidly into the semifinals this year. And and can't wait to see what you do there. Um, my, I'm hearing rumor that the heats might be 15. So if we get like three guys to go team, get you in that next to last heat. I don't know if that'll happen, but not three of them. <laughs> I'm looking. Yeah. Yeah. You might not be in good shape there. Yeah, probably not. That's fine. I'll just, I'll just handle that my own on day one. There you go. Just got to be there by day two, right? Yeah. No problem. It's all white clean. So fresh scores. Exactly. Good all right, man. Well, I'm glad you got to celebrate this time. Um, <laughs> The, the text back was, was enough for me to know that you weren't really prepared to be on the air that night. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to wait on somebody to be ready to leave Texas Roadhouse finally. And it wasn't me. So that's the only reason I share it. If it was me, I would have come up with a better excuse. Um, and so with that, uh, we will let you go for the night. Good luck. And we will definitely see you in Pasadena, if not before. Awesome. Have a great one, man. You too.